children of Rahadi to life after lockdown um yeah guys thank you so much for supporting the podcast to everybody who listens to everyone who is subscribed to everyone who shares um the podcast and those who give their um feedback on the podcast i really do appreciate the support that you guys have um given me over time um it's quite you know a hectic thing to be consistent with this podcast but you guys are helping me you know stay motivated to do that uh speaking of consistency i haven't um uploaded any episodes in the last two weeks mainly because i have you know academic obligations and i had been battling the flu in the last about week and a half or so um and there's nothing more you know hellish than having to battle the flu in the middle of a heat wave like every single day was so hot and it was so unbearable and on top of that i had fevers and chills that would alternate throughout the day I was just a mess and I could not give the best of myself to anybody in that time. So recording an episode definitely was out of the question. But the good news is I feel better now. And um, yeah, I'm here and I'm back. Hopefully you guys are going to enjoy this episode just as much as I am about to enjoy sharing the content with you. So without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, let's get into it. Life after lockdown, episode five. So, you know, one of the things that I really enjoy about being a human being is the fact that I thrive on companionship, you know, like I do so well when my friendships are going well, when my um, relationships with family members go well. And, you know, if I had a love life, if my love life was going well, you know, and so all of these things really make me who I am my ability to connect with people my ability to um relate to people as well is what really helps me to thrive as a person not quite sure how it is for other people but i'm speaking for me when i say that companionship is a key key element of of um you know my success as a human being or my existence as a human being so with that being said it's always so hard for me to deal with broken relationships whether it's you know with a friend with a family member or even with a significant other and what i've found to be the most challenging thing is um when it comes to you know dealing with broken relationships is accepting that you know it's it's done and not much can be done to fix things particularly when we look at um you know dealing with toxic family members who are choosing not to change for the better or having to deal with, you know, a significant other that, you know, you've had to cut ties with because things just didn't work out. And that is why, you know, today I figured that I should share with you on how I deal with my broken relationships and how I've moved past from my, you know, broken relationships in the past. This is really just a follow-up from the previous episode because, yeah that that episode was really diluted in terms of how i guess you could say how intense and how painful that experience was i didn't want to you know how do i put this i didn't want to dampen anyone's mood by sharing the story i just kind of didn't want to put too much out there 
um, because it was quite a painful time for me and it was quite a difficult time and a dark time for me. But, you know, we move and we live and we learn. Yeah. So cool. You know, I love my friends. I love my friends and I cherish my friendships. I value the people that I call my friends. Um, these are the people that I share my best and my worst moments with. These are people that know me better than anybody, anyone at all. And when I have cut ties with my friends or when I cut ties with a friend, it's always so hard to, you know, move past everything that's happened to move past, um, the break off or the break up so to speak um it's always such a challenge to accept that a friend is no longer there and it's one thing to lose a friend to death and it's a whole other thing to lose a friend over maybe a misunderstanding or the two of you outgrowing each other or you know even a fight or conflict you know like i think with conflict it's a lot worse because you know you actually are going at loggerheads with somebody and you can't even move past this point of conflict um to sustain this friendship and depending on how long you've been friends with this person and depending on how deep this friendship is it can be quite painful to have to deal with i mean i think the most painful experience that i've had with a friend was when i kind of you know grew distant from uh, someone who meant so much to me she was she was a very good friend of mine we were friends in high school she was my best friend and this young lady and i basically shared everything together right so we you know we we, we did a lot of things together we hung out a lot and i would definitely or confidently say that at the time I would have done anything for this girl, you know, I would have done anything for her. That's how much I cherished her. And that's how much I cherished our friendship at the time. Um, at some point in our, you know, time together, she had encountered some difficulties or she had encountered some challenges in her family such that, you know, she did not have a stable home that situation got pretty intense really quickly when she told me what was happening i suggested to her that she come and live with my family and i and you know it it sounds like a very far-fetched thing to suggest especially as a teenager i mean if you're like 15 16 and you say to your friend no come and live with us dog like it's not even a thing Dealing with a black parent, first of all, is the, the, the hurdle that you need to consider. But I didn't even think about that. I, I just thought my friend is doesn't have a stable home and this is affecting her emotionally and it doesn't sit well with me, man. You know, so I, I need I want my friend to be OK. And the only solution that I can give her right now is for her to come and live with me. So she came home that afternoon. I explained the situation to my mother and you know although my mom was skeptical at first you know black moms she was skeptical at first but she obliged she was like okay cool let me have a conversation with her dad and we can take it from there if i can hear the story from his mouth then i think i would be more inclined to let this happen although i feel like this would probably be the best idea or the best thing for her or in her best interest so my friend's father came over they had a conversation 
and it was agreed that she would come and live with us so she basically stayed with us for a few months we shared everything together we you know on the camps that we went to we had matching clothing matching camping gear you know our beds were put together in the dorm rooms it was it was a perfect you know environment for our friendship to grow and to flourish because we were with each other all the time and i guess you know at the time you would think that you know we would fight and we would disagree and because we're in each other's faces all the time i mean we wake up together we go to school together for six hours we come home and we're together we spend every single day 24 7 with each other you know and this happened for a few months but we never really had it out with each other like we never fought our if anything like our friendship grew because we were so tight-knit like she got to meet the rest of my family as well which was really cool because they liked her i guess they liked her because she was of a different race but at the same time you know they liked her because she was cool i want to believe that they liked her <laughs> because she was cool and um yeah after some time her situation with her family improved um and it happened that she had to move to her mom's home which is in another district same you know part of the city kind of sort of but in another district which meant that she would have to change schools as well not only just living with her mom she would have to change schools for convenience that was a painful painful reality to come to i guess or to accept it was a very painful reality to accept it was a painful part of our friendship because now not only were we not going to be around each other 24 7 but we weren't going to see each other at all and that hurt me in the sense um at some point i said to her look man we've got mix it <laughs> you know we have mix it so i think we'll be good like we could just chat every day catch in catch up with each other or check in with each other every day and we'll be fine you know we'll be fine it's okay it's okay and she moved and so she moved and after moving our communication just sort of died down like i think we spoke more we we were chatting more on mix it when we were living together than when we were living apart and you know over time we kind of just drifted apart because of the distance i understood that to a certain degree at the time i mean i was like what 15 16 years old i understood that these things happened but at the same time i lost my best friend you know she was my best friend she meant a lot to me man so it really did feel a lot like death <laughs> to me then you know her just moving away about a month after she had moved out of the house or uh, about a month after she started living with her mom her family situation changed again and she moved back to the east and i was like okay i i, I wasn't even aware that she had moved until somebody in the morning like i you know how homeroom is just always you know either super boring or like super eventful because there's just always news like of some sort if if it's eventful there's like gossip from you know the previous weekend or the previous day and on this particular day someone approached me and was like did you know that your friend is back i almost said her name <laughs> they're like do you know that your friend is back 
and i was like what no she would have told me i feel like she would have told me if she came back like there's no way that she could just show up and not say anything and lo and behold i'm standing in the line at the tuck shop and homegirl is walking towards me with some other people and i'm just like why in i think the whole time in my mind i wasn't even bothered enough to be happy that she was back i was really bothered at the fact that she didn't say anything (laughs) you know i don't know if she wanted to surprise me i don't know if she just didn't really want to tell me that she was back whatever the case was she didn't tell me and that upset me but i wasn't you know angry about it or anything i just thought whatever it's fine and um yeah so i said to her oh okay so this is you now you're back and she's like yeah i'm here i'm back you know got back over the weekend and yeah it feels good to be here not much has changed i'm like yeah you've only been away for like a month so (laughs) yeah not much changes around here after a month um yeah and then she asked me how i was doing i told her now i'm chilled you know always cool always straight you know how it is (laughs) and she's like okay cool then i'll see you around and that was pretty much it we no longer we weren't really as close after that um i because i had made other friends now i was part of a different social circle people that i'm still friends with to this day by the way so i was i was part of a different social circle now you know my i don't know i guess i guess my attitude towards my friendship with her had changed because not only was there distance and time that kept us apart but also the fact that she came back and she just you know didn't seem to care much that we were in the same space anymore so having to deal with that broken friendship was quite difficult because in the back of my mind i thought to myself you know i kind of saved this girl's life in a way and i did this out of you know the goodness of my heart i don't expect her to be in eternal gratitude towards me for helping her but the least she could have done was to say thank you and i to this day i still haven't heard her tell me that listen friend i appreciate what you did for me you know like i don't think that there are many people who would open their homes up especially teenagers who would open their homes up for their friends who are in trouble you know so i never got a thank you for it i don't necessarily anticipate one now i mean back then i was quite upset about it and i i was like why the fuck wouldn't she say thank you but you know either way having to move forward from that friendship was difficult because i did so much for her and i did i had invested so much in the friendship and it just disappeared like everything just kind of fizzled out and life just went on the sun came up and it set it came up and it set for a month everybody else's lives continued and i was just stuck you know in this in this continuous state of disappointment this continuous state of i don't know i guess hurt in a sense because this friendship meant so much to me and now it's no longer there the thing with dealing with friendships is either way on either side sometimes when a friendship ends it's for the best because we come into each other's lives as friends we relate to each other for a certain period of time and what i believe about friendships is that friends come into your life to serve a particular purpose either you serve a purpose in their life or they serve a purpose in yours and once that purpose is fulfilled 
there's no there's nothing that can hold you together anymore because what happens a lot of the time is once a purpose is fulfilled in either of your lives you outgrow each other you get to different levels or different states of being and different mindsets such that there's nothing that can sustain the friendship no matter how much you love this person no matter how much you care about this person it's not enough to sustain the relationship and so you know when when drifting apart from friends especially when you outgrow each other or when you just sort of drift apart in a sense quietly so uh, it's it's always so weird to navigate because now you think to yourself you know this person actually meant something to me at some point this person was special to me and now they just are someone that i used to know it's a different case with you know with with romantic relationships and i'll get into that a little later but like with friendships these are your forever people you know partners will come and go family members will come into your life be toxic you can cut them off and then they die that's fine friends same thing friends will come and go too but i feel like a lot of the times or maybe this is the case for me anyway friends are forever people and these are people who you anticipate will stand with you regardless of what happens in your life you know these are people who will go through your ugly relationships with you these are people who will sit with you through your worst moments and your and celebrate with you in your best moments these are your forever people and these are the most probably the most dependable people that you have you know because sometimes even family can be quite unreliable and and you know shady in a sense so how i manage you know breaking off from friends is number one depending on the situation i have to remind myself that it's for the best just as i said earlier the second thing is also acknowledging that whatever purpose he or she had to fulfill in my life or whatever purpose i had to fulfill fulfill in theirs is complete and there's no use holding on to nothing with the hopes that something will come of this this relationship and things will go back to the way that they were yeah so you know that's that's the thing with friendships friendships are just always so tricky friendships are a, a landmine for me or like a minefield what the fuck am i saying like it's like a field where there are like landmines all over and it's quite you know dicey going here and there and you know when we living in times like these where friendships tend to be so materialistic at times like you know how people are talking about <laughs> they don't want to be friends with people who don't align with their brands you know it's it's such a oof, strange perspective to have on friendships but i think also that's that's a thing like I, I i think i get it now that like there's certain there's certain goals you want to achieve and you there are people you just cannot take with you on this journey towards achieving those goals because those people are not at the same mindset that you're at and it's okay like no one expects their friends to be perfect i don't expect my friends to be perfect and i don't ex i don't i hope that my friends don't expect me to be perfect i'm not always gonna get this friendship thing right and what i hope is that in i guess discovering how people fit into the the, the puzzle of my life 
I hope that I'd never get to hurt people the way that I've been hurt by others who have done, you know, things to me like that in the sense. People who have had to let me go because I don't fit in their puzzle piece in terms of where they need to be at and what they need to achieve. And, and you know, with family, you, you anticipate that family will be there for you, that they will be reliable because you're family. A lot of the times, and I think this is the case for a lot of people, it's not always the case. I don't know how it is for some, but, you know, family is such a tricky web to navigate in that as much as you are blood with someone, as much as you're related to someone and that you didn't choose to have this person in your life, this person is in your life by way of genetics or you know marriage or whatever relation some sort of you know tie that you can't easily sever you know the 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 ties that we have with family can never truly be completely severed and i think that is where the concept of till death do us part is a real thing because now you can't not you can't say that because i don't speak to a cousin or an uncle or an aunt or even your parents that they are no longer that to you they're still your parents they're still your cousins your aunts your whatever as opposed to with friends you know when you cut off a friend they're nothing to you that that person is just someone you used to know someone you used to be friends with and the same thing with partners when you cut them off it's like that's my ex and if that's even if you choose to acknowledge your exes you know so it's it's with family, it's so hard to make that decision to let them go at times. In modern times, especially when we, you know, people of our generation or my generation have to deal with, you know, older people or elderly people who don't quite understand the concept of protecting one's peace. I think their idea of protecting their peace is ignoring certain things or avoiding conversations around certain things and just not really entertaining the bullshit right and then how we now have taught ourselves or how we've been taught to protect our peace is either by addressing the issue and squashing it or cutting people off in order for us to not have to deal with the bullshit anymore and now when we have to deal with toxic family members the easiest thing to do would be to cut them off right so how then do you navigate cutting off toxic family members well i can give you an example of how i've done this i have a cousin and we were very close um we were so close that people people literally thought we were sisters the thing about the thing about this particular story is that it really really touches me because it speaks on a an issue an ongoing issue that we as a country are facing it speaks on an issue that really irks me an issue that really makes me angry and it's an issue that i'm quite passionate about in the sense that i don't tolerate it at all um if i were to ever hear that anybody in my life whatever the capacity you know has you know done something like this to someone else there's there's nothing 
keeping me there or keeping me tied to this person. I, it's likely that I won't want to associate with a person who is a perpetrator of gender-based violence, essentially. So how it happened was, um, this cousin of mine, or let me say there was a relative of ours that was being physically abused by her partner. And this cousin that I'm talking about has has supported the perpetrator for her own personal gain. I'm going to try not to give too many details on the story. Bear with me. So she was in support of the perpetrator for her own selfish gain or for her own selfish, I guess, instant gratification at the time. And when I heard about the story, I happened to get, like, I got in the middle of the story because my mom got roped into it and because she got roped into it, I got roped into it. So it was just one big, you know, mess. And, you know, I said to her, if you insist on supporting this person, then you are dead to me. Like, there's nothing that's keeping us together because I can't tolerate this shit. This is bullshit. And more so, not only do I not tolerate gender-based violence, but I definitely am protective of my family members very protective of the people that i love so if you hurt my family members if you go out of your way to hurt the people that i love it's beef and we're gonna beef forever for a very long time and i'm okay with that like i'm okay with not speaking to people for years if that means avoiding bullshit hey sign me up sign me up so um i cut ties with her it's been about 10 years since we last spoke or since we last had a decent conversation well not even decent because the last conversation that we had was quite um explosive but it's been 10 years we've seen each other at family gatherings weddings i think funerals there was a party at some point we've seen each other and if we greet we greet if we don't we don't but we don't talk to each other and we have cousins that we're close to that are not involved in any of this and we sit you know like if there's a conversation we contribute but we don't address each other it's it's always so hard having to think to yourself that you know this person was my sister this person meant so much to me at some point and worse so that i can't even completely sever this tie like i can't even completely avoid her because we are family and because we're going to bump into each other at some point because we have loved ones in common. And the thing about having loved ones in common is the people around us want us to be okay again. But we can never really agree because there's this... I don't know. There's a, we can say that there's a genuine conflict of interest. And so it's always better to just kind of say, you know what? The, we can't fix it. And we need to be okay with the fact that we can't fix it. And we need to learn how to be civil. If there's ever, you know, a broken relationship that requires you to be civil, it's a broken relationship with a family member. There, you need to be as civil as possible because, like I said, you've got loved ones in common. And these loved ones expect you to not, you know, turn up every time you guys see each other, you know? Like, you can't be like, no, I'm going to get this girl on site every time. Like... It doesn't have to be that way. 
And also, you know, you deciding not to hang out with the rest of the family just because you know that other person is going to be there. What kind of quality of life is that? Because now you're taking away from your bond with the other family members, you know? So I think how we have quietly, I guess, how we have quietly agreed to... To, to to conduct ourselves regardless of you know what's what's happened between us it works because now we acknowledge it we're still respectful towards each other and we are still considerate of the people around us or the people close to us and at the same time we're acknowledging also that there is an issue here and that i'm not going to pretend with you I'm not going to kiki with you just, you know, because the family thinks that we should. I'm not going to do that. I can't pretend with people. The best thing for me to do in situations like that is to just not engage with you beyond being civil, beyond being decent. Like human decency and respect, that is my line. If I go over that, I'm pretending. And I, I can't have that. Unless we've had a conversation, I can't have that. You know? So, there's that. You know? Mjolo, ne? Mjolo is tough. And modern dating in particular is a very complicated web to navigate. We've all, I guess we've all been through some shit when it comes to dealing with, you know, partners. And having to deal with breakups. I've heard stories about, you know, people who have, you know, landed themselves in hospital or even in the grave because of broken, you know, romantic relationships. I've never been in a wholesome relationship. I've never been in a relationship where I felt like I am truly, truly in love with a person. I've never been in love, by the way. I've loved people, don't get me wrong, I've loved people, like there's, there's some dudes that, I, that can say that I've told them that I love them, but I cannot admit to being in love with either of these people because maybe there was something that was missing in the relationship that didn't quite get me there, or I kind of saw the end coming and it, it was just no point investing that deeply because I can see that the end is near. And even then, like every person that I was in a relationship with, you know, cheated on me. So there's that. Um, you know, cutting cutting off romantic partners, especially if they did you wrong. You, it's important. It's so imperative to get to like a level of self love that if someone does you wrong or someone does you dirty, like, and when I say dirty, dirty, I mean like dirty, bro. Like when someone really, really dribbles you, like a ball. It's it's so key to just be like, you know what? Yeah, no. This this was probably for the best. Thank you for showing me who you are. So I'm just going to go. But I but don't get me wrong. Like it was never always like this for me. Um I find it a lot easier to cut off romantic partners than anyone else. Friends and family members, it's going to take a while. But romantic partners, nah, I don't tolerate bullshit. There I I have a big 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 strict 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 no bullshit policy and especially after that situationship that i told you guys about in the previous um episode 
after that i have a very very strict no bullshit policy the moment i start seeing your ass i gotta go like there's no way i'm not gonna stay here no because you're gonna show me bears after i see your ass and i can't have that no no so yeah <laughs> yeah it's it's just yo ha- handling breakups i'm not gonna lie it's tricky right and i can tell you one about you know one separation that really took me to the cleaners and i think that's where i got to my breaking point and i felt like okay yazin yeah no we can't we can't keep doing this as a cycle so you remember the story that i told you guys about in the previous episode right at some point after that tie was cut or severed i had to go to a okay let me put it put this into perspective and add context after that relationship or that situationship ended i felt depressed i felt myself slipping back into you know a depressive state and mind you i've always dealt with i've always had to manage depression i've had to manage depression for a long time i think it's been about 10 years now over 10 years and you know i was fine and when that ended that situation ended i slipped back into like this very dark state of depression there were days when i would wake up i'd go to bed crying i would wake up crying and then go about my day feeling so overwhelmed and upset i'd go to the bathroom like you know imagine being at work you're at work and you're working you're you're focused man you're within and then you have like either a trigger because of something someone is talking about in the office or you know you you just have a thought or a flashback from you know the 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 situation that you just came from and all of a sudden you just feel this rush of emotions overwhelming you and you need to go to the bathroom to cry and cry it out you know i didn't wear makeup for a long time to work because i i felt what is the point because i wear makeup and then i'm going to start crying then i have to reapply my makeup it's a waste you know so i i was like that for about 2 weeks after that situation ended and i had to and my breaking point really was the day i didn't even go to work i d- in fact the week that i didn't go to work and i didn't even tell them that i wasn't coming i didn't give reason for it i just did not show up because i was at home in bed and i was crying i was crying i was depressed i wasn't eating and it really hit me then that you know what i need to get help because i don't think it's just this breakup or this you know cut off that has brought me to this point it's a lot of things it's an amalgamation of things like it, all of these undealt with issues that i've had from previous relationships have you know come back up to the surface they've bubbled up to the surface and now all of this shit is here and now i have to deal with it in real time and it got too much after a while and i had to go and get checked out and i did um i went i checked myself into a facility for 28 days well i had co- initially committed to 21 and then i had to stay another week for evaluation and just like you know for my my doctor to make sure that i was cool 
so i committed to 28 days and in those 28 days i had gone through intensive you know one-on-one therapy group therapy excuse me um you know therapy through i think therapy through arts and crafts so like you you make stuff you express your feelings by making stuff we've just like yeah it, it was it was a lot it was quite intensive and my time there and in my time there I, I'll, I'll expand on my experience there when i do the mental health episode but essentially while i was there i had to deal with a lot of you know the ghosts of past relationships that i didn't quite deal with i dealt with them i spoke on them and it got to a point where I had to then set up rules for myself moving forward. I had to set up a set of rules, like a literal relationship code of conduct for myself. And sticking to those rules since then has made my, I guess you could say my my perspective on relationships overall to change for the better. I mean, men are still trash. Let's don't don't get me wrong. Men are still trash, but there are good men out there and i've always said that good men exist i just didn't believe it then but i believe it now good men exist there are good people in the world and there are good people in the world who are looking to love and to be loved and i have to wait it out i have to bring myself to a point where i put down all of these you know requirements for or basic requirements for a potential partner and if i meet someone that meets or at least most if not all of those requirements then i can you know consider working on a relationship with this person if they're interested in that as well however if i find someone who you know who's yeah he ticks a couple of boxes but just not all of the fundamental ones because my previous you know situation with relationships was or the reason why my relationships ended was i settled i settled for people who yeah oh you know yeah you 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 know you tick some boxes man but you're not all the way there you're not all the way there but i'll, I'll keep you here because you know you're here <laughs> and that never worked out well obviously because i ended up in a loony bin but like the point of the matter here is that now that i have strict rules and sets of rules for myself that i'm following in terms of you know how i navigate my dating life it's made the quality of my dating life that much better you know right now i am in such a selfish place where i just can't imagine you know bringing someone into the space that i'm in and disturbing what's happening i'm i'm loving connecting reconnecting with myself i'm loving how i am evolving and becoming a better version of myself learning to fall in love with myself again and just really enjoying my own company it's really fun like it's it's i I know you know for some people being single is very lonely and yeah it does get lonely but for me you know my my journey with being single I've always found that I'm the best of myself or I experience the best version of myself when I'm alone. And so, you know, when I heal from 
I wasn't always the best at healing from previous relationships. How I used to do it was I would avoid, you know, um, acknowledging my feelings and expressing myself and all of that. It was easy to talk about the breakup. It was easy to talk about why I broke up with the person. But I never really sat down and addressed anything on my own and processed how I felt. So after this recent situation and being depressed for about two weeks or so, or two or three weeks, like it was just, it, 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 it really came to a head. And I had to acknowledge that when you break up with someone, especially as a significant other, it's important to acknowledge how you feel. And, you know, like Elaine says, you know, cry all you need, let it bleed. You know, like you just need to fucking cry. Like give yourself a day to cry and you must cry until your tear ducts either fall out or they dry up and your eyes are just swollen and you are feeling like shit you need to hit the thing is you i hate how it has to be like this but with romantic relationships the sooner you hit rock bottom after the breakup the sooner your healing can begin because what happens when humans hit rock bottom is we get tired of being at rock bottom for some people anyway we get tired of being at rock bottom and we then become determined to get better and to feel better so like i'm saying the sooner you hit rock bottom the sooner the healing begins and once you're determined to get better it's literally all the way to the top from there and that's the beauty about you know breaking up with people you know i would never encourage people being alone like I said in the beginning, companionship is what makes being human so wholesome. And for one to have that, for one to have true companionship and to have people in your corner who are there for you, who support you and who love you, that's a beautiful thing. But sometimes these things don't last or sometimes that in itself does not last. And what we need to acknowledge is that people play a role in our lives they come into our lives they play their roles they fulfill their purpose or we fulfill our purpose in their lives and then if there's nothing else to that relationship to sustain it we have to let it go attaching to people is unhealthy at times because we're we're all temporary beings having to let go of somebody who's living and they're living their lives without you and you have to get to a point where you live your life without them i think it's very hard on some people it's a difficult thing but everything that happens i believe is for the best and everything that happens is for a reason we don't have to know what that reason is and we don't have to go out of our way to find out what that reason is what we need to do is to acknowledge that the sun is going to come up and it's going to sit and we need to move on life around us is evolving and it's moving and if you're going to sit and be upset because you're not okay with someone whether it's a friend a family member or a significant other if you're going to occupy your time worried about not being okay with people then you're wasting your life and that's facts that's on period so hopefully this episode has been helpful for you guys just as much as it was helpful for me having to you know dig deep and share my long ass stories 
Oh my god. Anyway, um, if you haven't already, ladies and gentlemen, please do subscribe to the podcast. Um, let me know what you think. We can continue on this conversation in the socials. Um, my Instagram and Twitter handle is at underscore N-E-L-L-E-A-U-X. And that's pronounced as Nello. Um, yeah, let's continue on the conversation. If you have any suggestions on what we can talk about, please do share those suggestions. I'm always open to new things. And um, yeah, until next week, you guys need to take care of yourselves, okay? We understand that the streets are open. But shit, the stats are going up, man. What the fuck, guys? Like, what is happening? Shoo, y'all need to behave, man. Mother Nature doesn't play. Like, let's let's stay safe, y'all. Okay? Cool. Peace out.